All right. Good evening. 5.15, Monday night. I know I did a podcast this morning, Walking Pod, but might as well do a twofer today. A twofer. So it's a bit chilly out. Not too bad. Warmed up today. It is now 72 degrees. Very comfortable. It's about uh, 11 degrees warmer than this morning. Wow. Fantastic. 10% humidity. 72 and 10. So what does that mean? 72 and 10. I don't know. Let's find out. 72 and 10. And we get a dew point of 14. Are you kidding me? 14.6 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the dew point. So it's dry here, baby. You got to you gotta get something down. You got to get a, a surface. Very technical term now, people. Surface. For you non-engineers out there. A surface has a very specific definition, actually. And if you're not an engineer, you probably don't realize that. Yeah, surface usually can be a rectangular surface. It can have uh, dimensions like width, length, thickness. Well, that would be like a plate. So surface, yeah. So basically your surface. Road is a surface. Sidewalks. And then surfaces have properties based on the materials. And uh, so um, I just got a notification on my phone that uh, a printing job, I started a printing job, like nine pages on my phone, from my phone to the printer. And I would think there'd be a buffer. I would buffer the whole data over to the printer. But I'm not going to be worried about that. So we'll see how many pages I get out of nine. And I may have to restart the print job again. So we can do that. We can we can handle that. So, um, yeah, beautiful afternoon at 72 degrees. So I'm not wearing a sweatshirt because it's 11 degrees warmer. So what happened today? I don't know. What, what did happen? Um, yeah. I got a workout in. That's the big thing. Went to the gym. Pushed some weights around. That just feels good doing that. Get out of the house. And uh, take care of that. I think I made a stop, too. What, did I make a stop? But... Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about that uh, experience yesterday at church. And um, might be a, I don't know, I might return. I'm not sure. I mean, I still haven't mentioned it to my wife yet. And uh, I get, you know, I think about it. And the main thing is that they, they just don't try to persuade you at the, uh, at the Lutheran Church, they're not trying to persuade you and influence you. And as I was saying before, that virtue signal, you know. And maybe, maybe that's just the problem with these guys. You know, not. I mean, it's just the one that I run into. It just seems like a constant, constant virtue signal, a constant improvement, and it just doesn't seem to line up with what I'm reading. You know, like I said, I was reading. Colossians 2 today. And it was just fantastic. I think after 
after I did the podcast this morning, I did what I call a breakdown. So I read through it once, mark up some words that jump out at me. And uh, and then I do what I call a breakdown, which is like, I uh, go through it again. Just kind of break it up into like nouns or whatever the special words are. I put those starting every new line. I start with a, one of those keywords, just so it kind of jumps out at me better. And uh, it's just, Paul was just so wonderful with the Colossians, and yet he really didn't spend much time with them. He just assumed the best about it, it seemed like, right? <laughs> Even my hidden in the hidden in the terrible message about complaining. Howdy, good evening. Got the big pumpkins there. Look at that. Nice, nice work. So the um, hidden in that complaining message was a, a, a positive thing, which was, you know, think the best. Think positively about the things. Don't always assume the worst. That gets into attribution bias, too. So um, people will, that's basically what it is, attribution bias. You're attributing either best intentions to people or not so good intentions. So I, and I probably grew up on the distribution curve again. I'm at a low side. Of, I mean, low side meaning probably do a lot of attribution bias and being really good, being to the right is like never use attribution bias, you know, just like perfect person just never assumes anything about people or assumes the best. How about that? So maybe the middle would be that, you know, here's a case where maybe the middle is good. So you got to be flexible, right? With these frameworks, because right. You probably don't want to be constantly assuming the maximum best about communication. You probably want to be realistic about it, or I think it shows that you're listening a little bit, right? So Listen to somebody, and then you have you know you want to dig deeper a little bit. Say, well, and that would be like being in the middle of the curve, which might be the ideal place to be. Because I just have a feeling that if you're like uber positive all the time, maybe it comes across as disingenuous. So I don't know, and uh, so. Um, where was I going with that? Complaining and thinking the best attribution bias. Dang, this is, maybe I can't do, maybe I can't do two podcasts a day. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's my, my brain capacity for uh, stream of consciousness value added is uh, limited. But, but I think that, I guess this is the thing. That's what I was thinking about. This is why I probably want to do this podcast. I don't have a job right now, and I'm, I feel like I'm close, right? So I had, I'm, I'm really hoping this guy's going to come through with an offer. He verbally told me a week ago about it. So tomorrow, it's Monday, let him settle in. I'll send him a little reminder note and say, how's the process going um, to move it along? And and what I've, this is like one of the first times in my life where I'm not like, oh, I got to get this job. I mean, I'd like to because I'd like to get going. I'd like to get health insurance, pay bills and stuff like that. But it's not like 
the most awesome job ever. So, I mean, it's good. I'm going to be really thankful for it. It's going to be great. And I am going to go in with the mindset of the side hustle going. Because I I really think I got a fantastic side hustle if I can just get it together. And, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I went to the chiropractor today. And I was, for somehow, they just threw in a, a low back massage to massage it out a bit. I don't know, maybe it was just like a, you know, I'm supposed to like respond like, oh, that was the best ever. I'm going to sign up for more massages or something, but I'm not. But it was nice. And so I talked to the massage lady. And I think, so so, so not working, right? So I'm walking the dog twice a day. And this is not a routine that working people, quote unquote, working people, majority of them don't enjoy the flexibility of morning walks with their dog for a half hour, 40 minutes podcasting, and then another 30 or 40 minute time of walking the dog. So like, here's cars coming home. They're, they're probably coming home from work and they, you know, they drove in this morning to get in there on time. You know, there's this time to get into the office, show your face, you know, and, uh, that's corporate America. You know, it's a big show, I think. <laughs> Just, there's the, you know, guys should put it in, put a show out there. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, working from home, whether you're, you, you can work from home and do a business, which is great. Um, I mean, work from home and do work for another company, that's fine. There's people doing that now more and more. And, and for creative jobs, and I think sales, Business development is is really a creative thing because you, you gotta take what you're capable of and adapt it to what the customer needs, right? And find the right fit. So it's it's all good stuff. I like that. And uh, you know, I noticed this morning too, kind of a cool thing. Uh, my German friend who's on tiled site, which I love that, part-time. <laughs> Jens, he's going part-time, man. I saw him this summer, he's pretty happy. So I was kind of giving him some crap because um, Pratt went to Canada and GE got on these new corporate jets by Gulfstream, the G500 and G600. And so I was giving him crap like six months ago, like, oh, you guys, you German dudes, Rolls Royce, you guys screwed up, lost it. And he's like, no, Mike, that's not all there is. It's not just the new 500, 600. You know, and he's like, and I'm thinking, well, what is he talking about? He's like, they got the 650 ER, right? Which has got the German Rolls Royce engines on there. So Jens sent me an email and he's like, oh yeah, well, we just announced the G700, or Gulfstream just announced the G700 with the new Pearl engine made by Rolls-Royce in Germany. So I'm like, well, that's cool. So I had to apologize. I sent a nice apology to Jens. Yeah, I'm sorry I was giving you crap. Because maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe the G500 and 600 just, they seem to be pretty comparable to the 650ER, but and probably better fuel efficiency and lower cost of ownership, right? Like these but guys buying $60 million corporate jets are, Extremely tight on the maintenance costs, cost of ownership. 
<laughs> and this is one of the few podcasts where you you get to hear a guy just joking around about sixty million dollar corporate jets because I know something about them. Right? So old Yentz, you know, sent that to me. So I I wrote I sent him a couple of emails. I thought first was an apology, then the next one was like, "Hey, are there any jobs for me <laughs> in Savannah, Georgia?" Maybe you can hook me up to be a Pearl integrator. The Pearl. So that's kind of a nice name. Oh, here's Katie. Katie. Hey, look who's here. Sniffing away, huh, Katie? Look at that. Oh, you little whiner. You, you like you like to see Katie? Buds, you're right here. Here's Katie. Here's Katie, bud. Yeah. You haven't seen Katie in a while, huh, bud? You guys sniffing each other's nose? Oh, bud. That's cute. Well, bud. Nice. Nice. Katie's a real nice dog there. But I think Bud's the only dog that Katie likes. And notice Katie wasn't jealous. She wasn't barking like a madman or mad woman. Or <laughs> she, she was just mellow. Mellow at the gate. So back to corporate jet engines. Yeah, Pearl. I don't, what a great name for an engine. It's better than the BR. BR 710. BR 715. BR 725. Oh, let's call it the Pearl. That's great. So it is good. That's good. I'll go with the Pearl. And you would too, right? Do you want to buy one? They're probably like, I'm guessing about five or six million each for the engine. So that puts the total engine price at about 12. Is that about right? 12, 12 million for engines and maybe 90 million for the plane. That's about right. <laughs> Pretty good gig. If you can get it. Pretty good gig. Sitting on top of the uh, the Rolls-Royce Deutschland um, company. In the former East Germany. I love that story. Most you know, most people don't. No, but I guess if you spent ninety million on the plane, you probably ask some questions. <laughs> you're, just, you're just gonna dole out ninety million for a corporate jet that you're gonna fly in for like five hundred hours a year at the most. But you can go far with it. So that's those are good trips. And if you got the bucks, man. That's the way to travel, baby, right? Gulfstream 700, G700. So uh, we'll see if Jens and his tiled site can hook me up with anybody. So we'll, we'll go from there. That Now that would be a job I would get excited about because I, I got excited about it last time. <laughs> I was excited about that job. Um, how many years ago? 25? 27 years ago. It was 93, so yeah, 93. Coming up on 27 years ago. That was a blast. And um, so who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and those sighs are from the previous podcast this morning, which is about Rob Bell, which we're gonna, we may talk about coming up. So as as 
you would expect. You know, something happens, you know. I was praising Rob Bell this morning, just absolutely praising him for the podcast, the hymn for the curve, right? So, um, so before I go to that, let me stick with the job situation, right? So tomorrow I might find out, hey, got a job offer. Great. Awesome. And there's another one that might be a possibility. So, so some things are coming together and job search absolutely sucks. I tell you, it's so, for me, it's like incredibly emotional, draining, um, introspective time. So, um, like most of the people listening to the podcast more than likely are not in job search mode, but this kind of crap happens to people like probably over 45 to 55. You start like, Oh, this company doesn't want me around anymore. Oh, (laughs) I'm not prepared for that. So, um, it gets to be quite painful and, uh, but it, it really gets your creative juices going. You know, creativity. And it's a very painful process. Oh man, it's never. And I've gone through it a few times in the last five years. Just and it, and it's I, I have to own it. I love this concept of owning it. It's like I can't blame any of these companies I chose to work there. But it's usually because I thought, oh, I can make this work. Oh, this company will be fine. We'll make it out. But I forget that like nine out of ten companies don't make it, right? So I was getting into some companies that just ain't weren't gonna make it, you know. But I needed a job or wanted that job, so I took it. So lessons learned. I own it, man. I own those. <laughs> At first, you don't want to own it. You get kind of pissed. Like, what? What are you doing? Uh, you're going out of business. Don't have enough money. You want to go in another direction? <laughs> so, so I got great stories from that. So, um, so yeah. T- I mean, tomorrow I might. I might have a job and then my life's going to change. I mean, I'm already thinking, oh my gosh, if I get a job and start in a couple of weeks, it's like back to the almost nine to five, you know, I'll probably be some good travel in there, North Dakota, North Dakota or something, but maybe we can get some Florida trips in during the winter and uh, Southern California, man. Yeah. That's this Arizona is a great place for, doing business in California. You live here and do business over there. That's a good, that's a good gig, man. So, um, and those people are kind of nutty over there. It's, it's a different, it's obviously a different culture. And, uh, so yeah, it's just fun to, to mingle. So that's a job for another, my French dude in the La Jacon. I don't know if I ever talked about La Jacon, but I won't do that now, but, if you does you know does that, you all know La Jacon if you I think a few months ago I did a um, um, podcast on La Jacon but uh, you should all know La Jacon it has something to do with France of course La Jacon La Jacon La Jacon so it's J O C O N D E La Jaconde La Jaconde so you will find it in Paris. So that's fun. Go see. You can all go see La Jaconde. Yeah, yeah. But what do you see, rabbit? Huh? What do you see, bud? It's around the dirt by the wall. 
the silent wall. I do want to walk the, or ride the bikes this weekend um, on the new freeway. So that'll be fun. And uh, one time only available. Never to happen again. Ever. So what? Yeah, well, there's what things in your life, like, you know, you think you can probably, you know, just like put it off and not do, um, not do it because you think, well, I can always get around to doing that. But then maybe you can, right? So this is a case where I definitely know that if I don't get on my mountain bike in the next couple of weeks and get up on the freeway and ride around on it, I'll never be able to do it again. It sounds kind of silly, maybe, to the listener, but to you. There's probably like a so what. So let's, I'm just extending the so what to what's going on in your life. Is there something around you that, you know, has got, like, if you don't do it now, you may never be able to do it ever again. Ooh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I should go over to Rob Bell here in a minute. But uh, finishing up on the job thing. So. This, 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 my mind, my is blown, right? Because it's like I'm in a certain state. I get a job offer, I agree to it, I sign up, and maybe they'll say start November 4th, start November 11th, start November 18th or something, right? So, um, and I'll probably, once I get the job, I might push it out to November 18th if I can. Of course, there's a trip to Dusseldorf. This company comes through, and I definitely want to get in on that trip to Dusseldorf and uh but again we're you know that's that's part of my little push tomorrow to get in on that um so so that's the job thing so you're listening to these podcasts it's um October what what did we say 27th maybe Monday 27 28 29 30 31 Something like uh, 28th, maybe? 29th? Yeah, 28th. So I got two. Oh, I have two on the job search thing. I've got two meetings tomorrow. One with a, a guy that's got a little history, a lot of history for me personally, but he probably doesn't see the history the same way. And uh, that's fine. I'm not going to bring it up. <laughs> my, my very first layoff in like 1991. I was carpooling with this guy. And he's like, oh, he's a Greek guy too. He's pretty funny. He's like, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's like his signature phrase. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So he's like, uh, I think he's driving a brown Toyota Tercel. And he lived like two doors down from me. So his career took off. Now he was a couple of years older than me, maybe five. Five or ten years older than I was. But he's like, oh, you're not going to get laid off. You, oh, no, Michael, you won't get laid off. <laughs> and I got laid off, and I was pretty bummed about it. That was my first layoff. So, um, yeah, I'm going to see him tomorrow. So he retired already. <laughs> he's retired from the big company. And uh, what else? Um So, but he's willing to help me out. He, he's well connected. He, he had a nice career and made like VP or something like that, president or something. So he's up there. So he's got he's well connected. So we'll see how that goes. And 
Yeah. Yeah. And then another one is the, actually from the Lutheran church, I got a connection. The, the woman kind of surprised me when we were having lunch. She's like, so where are you working now? <laughs> and I said, that's not a real good question. <laughs> How about where do I live? That's a better one. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm looking for work. And she's like, oh, well, give me your resume. I know a lot of people. I know everybody. So we'll uh, meet with her tomorrow too. So in fact, that was, that I'm more looking forward to meeting with her who's not in engineering. In fact, I think she she has her own company with dogs that sniff out drugs. So she's got these special dogs she trains that can sniff out drugs. So she's got her own business on that. And so even on Sunday, she's like, well, I got to go home and get my dogs on Sunday afternoon. She had to go to a um, drug rehab social building where people are working through drug issues. And they, uh, they're not supposed to have any drugs, so the dogs sniff it out. <laughs> so she's a pretty cool lady. So apparently, yeah, she probably does know everybody, right? Everybody's got to know the dogs, the drug-sniffing dog lady. <laughs> but where do, you, where do you want to go? And my, remember, my, my core theme is I love everyone always. So... I mean, I, I'm a little conscious, a little self-aware that my little snarky, it might be snarky, but they're loving snarks. Loving snarks? Can we, should we make a new phrase? Loving snarks? Snarky love? <laughs> little, little snarky, loving snark love statements or something. As I look at these yards decorated for Halloween with gargoyles and skeletons and chairs and rest in peace signs so um yeah yeah so that's tomorrow we got a couple things going and uh we'll take care of that and uh what else what else so back to the the rob so i was i just love i haven't finish this one hymn for the curve podcast which i really love that one is so good i don't know the ending may not be perfect but it's it's pretty good so i got to finish that one up but i remember i was working out this morning right so one of the i have these new airpods and so i'm like working on the gym i got my airpods i got my phone i can play podcasts so i'm listening to rob bell and i i need to look up the name of the podcast it was just the most recent one but it was, it was, it's really, it's kind of funny for me because, um, he, uh, he, uh, so it's called what the president is doing, right? What a title episode two fifty eight. what the president is doing. So, <laughs> And I know his, he's got a little political bent. Like I've noticed that in his messages and he kind of subtle, makes some subtle things and has a certain attitude. And I'm like, I've always suspected that, you know, I mean, I kind of, I'm kind of sizing him up. He's, he's been pretty, pretty good about like, you know, we're talking about spiritual things like Rob Bell is really big on spiritual, spirituality, um, growth, 
finding your calling, right? And uh, so I'm kind of expecting him not to be political, you know, like like be kind of above it. Like I and I think that's really where a good spiritual person is. And so what I mean by that and being above it is kind of like where I want to be. And it's like these guys are in these positions, but we're so we're bombarded uh, with messages. And I'm also noticing that I actually have more control over the message I'm bombarded with than I think. I mean, it's so easy to just kind of like not have control over the media that comes into your life. And now I'm seeing the advantages or that some people it's like, we don't have TVs in the house. We're not putting a TV in the house. And I think it's because of this reason. Some people are like way smarter than I am on this stuff, right? So whatever, remember all that stuff, right? Whatever that, whatever we call that, we can put it on a distribution curve. And there's people like listening to this podcast that are probably way to the right. They're just like awesome at controlling the media input into their heads, right? They're just like great at it. And I'm not. <laughs> I, that's a growth area for me. I can move up the curve. So I'm going to move up the curve. But because of that media input, it triggers, right? We all get triggered, right? We're always getting, it turns out, I think every media marketing message is basically seeking to trigger you to action, right? Trigger you to action or trigger your, trigger your opinion or something. So I'm not real happy with the podcast this morning from Rob when I was in the gym. You know, I was like listening to it. I'm like, dude, dude, you're spending a whole podcast pretty much on politics. And I know you maybe like make schneide, snarky remarks once in a while, which I can accept. I don't know why. I mean, what the hell? I mean, I can sort of put up with them like in my refined judgment filters, right? (laughs) So... So he was kind of pissing me off for 45 minutes, right? And I'm thinking, like, I know, I know he, deep down he really doesn't, he can't possibly believe that politics is all that important. And and so, like, I'd have to say, like, dude, I'm kind of pissed off at you, but I, I, I look at the, again, I'm trying to look at the benefit. Of, I don't know, it's not really the benefit of the doubt, because there's no doubt what his, he just told me for 45 minutes what he thinks, so. Um, but I'm like the, really an outlier to the right on critiquing things. So, I, mean, I, I just really can critique stuff. I mean, or, and, and maybe I'm affected by attribution bias. I don't know, but I'm trying to be above politics because it's really, I mean, even the, the, the I'll give this, this one pastor that I kind of, the, the Jack for Jesus pastor, I'll give him one positive comment he made (laughs) the jack for jesus pastor so it gets into the black slices people right black slices which i mean by that is we all have spots you know areas of our lives or thinking or ideas or opinions that yeah definitely other people won't agree with you right we know that for sure right so is that a black slice or what i think they are in a way so anyways this guy has some white space in his circle He's got a lot of white space, actually. It's just the, it's it's like if you, the more opinionated or virtue signaling you are, the more you're trying to influence me, the higher my radar is for black slice viewing. 
right? So someone's trying to influence me and I don't like the direction they're trying to influence me in. I started looking at where's their black slice? Where's the black slice? What is their black slice? Because they all got them. We all got them, right? That's just me, baby. That's just me. I'm the black slice detector or whatever. So I'm trying to, I, I'd ideally like to stay above the politics, right? And, but so back to the Jack for Jesus pastor who said, you know, uh, basically the Jewish people, they had kings for like 50 years. <laughs> They'd have a leader for 50 years. And he was like, you know, that's the one good thing about the U.S. is the guy, you may get four years of a dude, maximum eight. I mean, that's not really in the bigger scheme of things is eight years of putting up with a dude. Is it that bad? And I really, I mean, because I'm more on results. I mean, I like that. I feel like the results that the current condition on October 28th, um, 2019, which is, oh, wait, October 29th, 1919. No, 1929. 90 years ago, about this time, they had the big stock market crash. So am I predicting the big stock market crash? No, I'm not. But they did have one end of October in 1929. So, but I mean, in general, the economy seems really good. I mean, it just seems good. And we need jobs. I need jobs. And I think the fact that there's a lot of more self-employed people, a lot, a lot more entrepreneurship, and the entrepreneurship is getting easier, I think that helps the economy too, because it's not so big dependent on these big corporate decisions and, and uh, you get caught up in the, the corporate um, constraints, right? So there you go, corporate America. But I think business-wise, things seem to be pretty good. So I'm pretty happy. So whatever's going on, I mean, you get 3.5% unemployment. I mean, the economic news right now is good. And I'm like, why does anyone want to change this, right? It's like, why, why change this, you know? So, but there's all these like reasons why the current leadership dude is bad. You know, a lot of, I don't know, a lot of people like, it's like his sexual behavior or something. And, uh, you know, I, and maybe the things he says, tweets, whatever. And I'm like, can we just go back to my Jack for Jesus pastor and just like, you know what, dudes? It's, the things are pretty good right now. So what are we complaining about? And even if he like was like, you know, having sex with everybody in the White House or something, I mean, is that going to change the uh, unemployment? You know, going to go up to go like, oh, we found out he's having sex with the maid, you know, in the White House or something. Oh, man, it's terrible. You know, um, so, so, gee, I mean, we got to impeach him. <coughs> impeach the son of a gun, right? And, uh, and yet there's no ideas. We got these other candidates running for president. And they really, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to make, you know, why make all these proposals that are always drastic changes when things are going fine. 
you know. And then it's so it's so easy to get people spun up in a mob about how bad things are. I mean, people we compare ourselves to other people so much. It's like, oh, well, look at that guy. He's got this. Look at that. Oh, he's got that. Look at that rich guy. You know. And nobody takes into account like because this entitlement thing is like oh, income inequality. You know, income inequality. And it's like, well, maybe somebody's solving bigger problems. So is that the rich dad, poor dad dude was like saying, you know, you get, you get, if you can solve problems for people, you get paid. And then I'm thinking, well, okay, if you solve bigger problems, well, then you get paid even more, right? I mean, so it shouldn't be uh, all pay equal. I mean, that's kind of a crazy concept. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And I got no income, so you. <laughs> I, I had to go fill out a silly form to get 240 bucks of unemployment payment. 240 bucks, you know. I mean, dang, that's nothing for a week, man. So, um, yeah. So I mean, am I out here complaining like, oh, this guy's making? I mean, I can just tell it doesn't make any freaking sense. I mean, what do I, this guy, I'm seeing a guy driving a like nice, uh, I don't know, Cadillac or something. There's a nice red pickup truck here. And here comes another like new car, right? So the car, you know, these people are working at jobs, probably making a hundred, 150 grand, driving home to a nice house, 150 grand. I'm making zero. Am I complaining? Am I, oh, income inequality, man. There's income inequality. Well, I don't, I'm not working. I don't have a job, right? I got to get a job. <laughs> and and uh, I'm just going to negotiate for the best, most I can get, you know? And then it's up to me. Go do a side hustle. Go add value. Go solve problems for people, right? And the trick is I think a lot of us can solve a lot of problems. This is like we don't, it becomes so easy for us. And we don't realize, like, can't everybody do it? You know, can't everybody do this, you know? And, uh, no, everybody can't do whatever you're doing. Like, So for you, so what? You've got some special skills. A lot of you are already down the path of like entrepreneurship and realize, well, yeah, yeah, you can do what you do. And people need it. There's a need and I'm going to ask them, what do they want? You know, I, you know, you have some extreme skills that cover a lot of things. It's like you ask people what they want to better serve and better sell your clients. It's just good business. Find out what your customers need. And it changes. Customers need different things, right? Customers need different things. But I also think about myself and the business of one I have. I mean, that's the attitude I need to have looking for a job, like the company, like how can I help this company make or save money, right? So a lot of, you know, that's a bit vague sometimes what people are doing in the factory worker who comes in and does the same process over and over again, producing a product. I mean, in the way they're, they're doing a little bit of both. They're helping the company make money and they're also saving it if they are efficient and do it well. So it's not a clear cut case. For me, I'm more on the make money side like strategies ideas what can we sell who can we sell to where can we go and grow 
So that's my thing. And uh, so I'm, I'm wandering a bit here about politics. It's, it is related to politics because it's that income inequality concept. And I think Rob Bell has a little bit of that. He has a little bit of income inequality, though he doesn't use that word. And uh, I mean, I'll probably listen to it again just because I love to critique stuff. <laughs> I even thought, I even thought, you know, why don't I transcribe this podcast that I don't like, you know, and because he makes some statements that I could tell right away. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's an assumption, Rob. And I know you love your assumption, but you really have no basis for that assumption. In fact, I would argue the opposite of your assumption. So once you get rid of that assumption, your whole next 10, 15 minutes of blabbering about it go away. So, I mean, I'm also realizing I have one hell of a lot of mental energy. And, I mean, I've got probably excess mental energy. What the hell? I'm doing this podcast. Anybody doing a podcast has some mental energy. And, uh, and I'm thinking of my coach is like, you know, Michael, you gotta, I gotta, and I, it's true. I'm listening to her, you know, don't spend so much time critiquing other people. Don't, don't do that and focus on your message. And even ironically, that's what Rob Bell says in his previous podcast two weeks ago was you got to put blinders on sometimes blinders. Good concept, Rob. Put some blinders on. So I might, I might, I mean, I'm, I'm so upset about the politics thing because I actually want to help him. So I have to figure out how to communicate to him in a way that might help him. Um, because, and, and like, I do appreciate him. So the beginning of the thing is, and remember, nobody likes to be critiqued, challenged or whatever, told that they're wrong or maybe heading in the wrong direction. Uh, and my, my coach on the writing is probably laughing right now, smiling, going, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, Michael, nobody likes to, <laughs> I know you, Michael, you don't like to be, <laughs> you don't like to be told to knuckle down and get your damn book done. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm well aware of my own struggles with this. But that might help me be gentle, be gentle with Rob. Because I don't think he really wants to be there. Like, go, I mean, so far, I mean, I've listened to him for like a year or so. And I know he's been criticized by the religious people. But if he goes political, now now he's opened up a whole nother um, area for critique, right? I mean, um, so I, I don't think that uh hi so um i don't i don't know that's a really good place for rob to go and i think he is overly spiritualizing the situation and that's right the initial assumption because he's like hey i mean i'll get specific he's talking about trump of course right so and he doesn't really like him right so he's framing him He's framing him as a, a guy that just 
is a dictator type mentality or or you know he frames up like thousands of years ago people had tribes right so this is his podcast tribes from thousands of years ago then they got a king and we're evolving you know the whole world is evolving rob yes yes we get it we're evolving and then we got that we only had this experiment that we're doing in america and, I, and he goes on and waxes eloquently about all this stuff for a long time right but the the bottom line is he's like saying you know, we got this experiment and we got democracy and now Trump is taking us backwards. And I'm like, dude, you cannot make that statement. I mean, you can based on the, the selective data or whatever selective information you choose to accept, right? So he selectively is thinking of Trump as a uh, narcissist dude that like gets rid of anybody that doesn't agree with him. And I would reframe that and say, yeah, you, you can look at the White House or his immediate team that way. But Rob, didn't you just say we have this wonderful 200 year experiment and there's like a Senate and a House of Representatives and there's even a Supreme Court, you know, Rob? So we have it in place. So uh, Trump's not firing senators. He can't do that, Rob. You know, Rob? So, you know, and AOC is like a real nut job in New York, and he can't fire her, although he, Rob, manipulated the comment that said, go back to your countries. And Rob gives no room for humor or for anything he just says well trump said that so he just like is working towards that end but he's not he's just making a statement that if these people bitch about the way things are they can go back to their freaking countries instead and then so i'm like i'm attribution biasing that it's not so bad big deal it's politics, baby. They're just like, you know, what? Why are they? They were elected by like 700,000 people. Trump got 60 million votes, okay? 60 million people voted for him, okay? And maybe 300,000 voted for AOC. Then you want to put them on the same, same level? You want to say AOC's opinion is just as valid as Trump's? Well, it probably is, but she doesn't have any power, you know? So if she wants to bitch about something, do something. In Congress, sometimes just bitch about it. And she's a knucklehead anyways. I mean, I hope she gets knocked. Who knows? Who knows? And that's being above politics. Like, who knows? Maybe Bernie gets the thing, and Bernie makes AOC the VP, and everybody's all excited. Maybe they win. Maybe Trump's out of office in 2020. And then we'll see if Bernie and AOC can screw it up in the next four years. I, you know, I want to be above the politics. I mean, I would love to have a job like Rob Bell's, right? You know, it doesn't matter who's president. You know, his business should be fine because really he should be like above the politics because that's what spirituality is. And back to our Jack for Jesus pastor who talked about the kings for 50 years, a king. So this four year times two, eight 
is pretty minor people. And we waste so much energy debating these political things. And then the people that don't like them are gonna say, well, Michael, that's because your guy is in office. He's not really my guy. And And all these frameworks about evangelicals and GOP. I mean, what's so funny is that Trump's not even a Republican. I mean, he, he wrote on it. It was smart of him politically to be a Republican. But if he's not one. And then it raises the question, well, what the hell is a Republican? Right? So I'm not a Republican. I'm not an evangelical. Other people will label me both of those things. But I refuse to be labeled. I don't think anybody should be labeled. And it pisses me off. That's a so what? Don't label frickin' people into groups walking in the spirit, being like Jesus, whether you're a Democrat or Republican or independent or what, is it, what do they call those other people? Uh, libertarians. <laughs> it's like, what do you, I, don't, I just don't even, that's why I don't say like Calvinist or something because as soon as you like label yourself with some um, documented organization, it's like all of a sudden you become that. It's like, that's not who we are. We're all individuals, individuals. And that's why I think Trump's going to get 70 mil votes, 70, 70. Because like, think back on 2016, it was pretty tumultuous time. Even then, unemployment was still high. There was no clear picture where we're going. And boom, it's like, whoa, this thing's happening. Yeah, it's probably not all attributable to Trump and people that hate Trump would go, Oh, he had nothing to do with that, man. Nothing to do with that. So, um, and I heard that somewhere before, too, in my job, and I don't like it. <laughs> I think my answer at the time was like, yeah, I don't have anything to do with any of this stuff, but you're measuring me against it. So there you go. Anyways, side note on metrics and work. Um, so Robbie says that Trump's taking us backwards. I would argue that he's actually taking us forward. He's getting us, he doesn't like the wars. He doesn't want American soldiers to kill. And Robbie alluded to, oh, we're separating families and stuff. Well, and, and, and I just got this sense that, you know, Rob's expecting Trump to do more global things, right? Well, he's the freaking president of what? The United States of America. There's only 330 million of us out of 7.7 billion people on the planet. And he's not responsible to anybody else but the 330 mil. So when Mexicanis, Venezuelans, uh, Costa Ricans or whoever comes up looking for a better life up here. Howdy. Hi. It's a good show. A couple more nights. A couple more nights in the... Halloween's here. So, uh, yeah, so these family separation violins, right? Yeah, it's terrible, but who's really responsible for that? It's like the people coming here from another country. They're not Americans. I'm sorry. Okay, you can have refugee status, but, I mean, they're coming from some of these places. They're just fine. It's just better here, right? That's natural. We just want to control it. And they make it sound, sound like some kind of evil plan going backwards. You know, and it's not 1775 anymore. There was 3 million people here then. 3 million. 
and there was people coming in. It's a little different nowadays. So the people that like get the violins out, like, well, you're an immigrant, your family's an immigrant. Yeah, well, we had we had the capacity to handle. When you're only three million, you could probably triple the immigrants because you're going from three to nine million people. We got 330 now, people. And I'm not saying I know what the number is. I don't know what it is. But that's politics. I want to be above. Let's stay above the politics, right, Rob? Robbie boy. Stay, stay above it. But it's an interesting thing, too, because even he, to me, I would say, dude, you're getting sucked into politics. Because there ain't a right answer here. And you can't read the dude's mind. It's like, they, just, again, you're projecting all this crap on the guy. By what, what does he do? What does Rob Bell know about Trump? What he sees on TV? You know, what he hears from some other people, like some insiders or something. Like he has some special knowledge that none of us have. I doubt it. I mean, because why would he have special knowledge when that's not his gig? Right? I mean, what is he called here to do? Put the blinders back on, Rob. He's telling us to put the blinders on. You know, are you here to like campaign? Who are you going to campaign for, Rob? Mr. Brilliant One. You know this guy's bad. But what's better? Is Bernie better? How about Pocahontas? Is she better? Why don't you, why don't you talk positively, Rob? Just, if you don't have anything good to say about somebody, don't say it. <laughs> oh, Robbie. And I'm saying good things about you, Rob. I have a lot of respect for you. I think you're pretty cool, but I just think you should put your political blinders back on and uh, and not do that. So it's interesting. He's got a son, Rob, named, I think it's Trace. And Trace last year came back and said, um, guys... Libs, you're making a big mistake on this um, Mueller report. So, so Rob Bell's son even was saying the Mueller report was a bunch of crap and witch hunt and all that. So they just advanced to a new witch hunt with Ukraine. But uh, Robbie didn't talk about that too much. He was just kind of generalizing and saying that you know we're evolving and um, societies have moved forward and uh, the the uh, yeah so he's not going backwards I think he's going forward because it's really about entrepreneurship I mean that's what Trump's about so most people listening to the podcast are entrepreneurs right trying to build their own business you don't want government telling you what to do right the less government the more freedom the more creative you can be the the quicker you can respond, the better you can do what you do. You don't waste any energy doing bureaucratic paperwork stuff to, to feed the bureaucracy of this bloating government. So um, so there's my uh, transparent commentary on Rob Bell. So is there any, is there a so what here? So what is like, on this one, I think is, I would say, Rob's great guy, got a lot of great stuff to say. Um, 
politics is probably not his thing. I don't want it to be my thing, but I also don't want to just like ignore it and like just worship the Rob Bell because he's so awesome. So everything he says is like awesome. It's not true. Just like, I don't know, not, not everything. Most, I mean, I'm, I, most of what I say is awesome, right? You know, probably more than Rob Bell. <laughs> so I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Uh, more than Rob Bell. I'm, I'm like, I have less black slice. <laughs> my, my black slice is smaller than Rob's. <laughs> Not really. It's just different. And uh, so, um, so that's the so what. And the now what is, is you probably have relationships with people and maybe they have different political views than you do. And, and you're, maybe you're really good at like staying up, riding above it. Because really, the, these these things are so funny. How how much energy and emotion we put into these political things, and really, we can't do anything to change it. And we we kind of fool ourselves, I think, into thinking that we can. And I, I'm not. I don't know who my listeners are as far as politically, and I'm not going to pander to anybody. I'm just saying, let's stay above it. It's we don't we don't have any control over it. I don't know what's going to happen. I. I'm optimistic that my way will work out, but I have no control over it. I mean, it didn't happen before. So, you know, just because it happened once or twice or whatever, a few times, it's it's like 50-50 chance. And and really, life goes on afterwards. We, we have to keep moving. Keep moving. And and where's God in all this? God's, God's done this stuff. So, yeah, yeah, he's... Uh, is really in control. So we, we can relax a bit. We should relax more on the politics, have fun with it. But it's really more like entertainment at this point. So anyways, the now what is think about your people you hang with. Is there anybody that you have a hard time talking with? Because maybe they're more um, into their politics. And so you know, maybe you can figure out a way to just like bring them above, help them Help them step above the politics. Because I think really at the people, I was going to say at the end of the day, at the end of the day, people would rather not be saddled with those constraints or whatever their beliefs. They'd like to let go of them. So help people let go of them and get above it and just live in the moment and look them in the eye and say, I love you. And, you know, we don't need to talk about this anymore, this politics stuff. We can just move on. And uh, so that's the, the now what. So go enjoy your now what. And um, beautiful night here, cool sun setting. And I guess I have some civil twilight right now. There you go. Grace, peace, and mercy, everyone. Bye-bye.